Welcome to Up Next with Tommy Lee, with influential Christian leaders sharing their passions and purpose in personal conversations. And now, founder and president of Resource Global, managing partner of Barnabas Group Chicago, and your host on Up Next, Tommy Lee. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Up Next. Uh, My name is not Tommy Lee. It's actually Noah Chung, and I'm filling in for him because he has just welcomed in his second child. And so we want to give him the space and the time with his family. So today I am joined by some awesome co-hosts. We have Dr. John Feuder, who we call Doc. Hey, Noah. And also Sandy Hamstra again. Hey, Noah. Good to be here. You know, today our special guest who I have the privilege of welcoming is Jeremy Treat. Um, he is a pastor for preaching and vision at Reality LA, an adjunct professor of theology at Biola University. He's also the author of two books now. Uh, first, The Crucified King, Atonement and Kingdom in Biblical and Systematic Theology. And one that just recently came out is Seek First, How the Kingdom of God Changes Everything. Jeremy, thank you for being with us. Yeah, it's good to be with you guys. Thank you. You know, I actually want to turn it over to Doc because he has the, the first question for Jeremy today. Hey, we were talking off here a little bit about this, Jeremy. So you, you were in Chicago land for a number of years and um, studied at Wheaton, obviously did your doctorate work, and then moving to L.A. to begin Reality L.A. And before we talk about that, talk a little bit about that. Um, as one who came from Cali 15 years to Chicago, uh, you kind of did the reverse commute. Um, how does your approach to ministry change from having been a number of years in Chicago and then uh, from the Midwest to the West? Can you help us get that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really different. And my change was uh, different in a lot of ways because I came from Newton College and academic culture in the Midwest to coming to Hollywood and, and being in the church. Yeah, and that's a jump. <laughs> That's, that's yeah, a yeah, it's a pretty big jump. And at the same time, I love it because the Newton prepared me really well, I feel like, and gave me a really a solid theological foundation of stepping into Los Angeles. And yeah, L.A., I feel like it's so different than Chicago in so many ways. Uh, I think one of the biggest ways is that L.A. Is, is different than a lot of the time we talk about kind of the world becoming more secular and mm-hmm. the Western world in particular. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's certainly true, I feel like, of New York and Boston, and in some ways Chicago as well. But L.A., I would say, is very different. L.A. is, a, is hyper-religious. It's, wow. it's a melting pot. And, I mean, right around, right around where I live, there are 16 different houses of worship within a mile of where I live. Mm-hmm. And you have pretty much every major world religion. Mm-hmm. And then combinations of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have all types of cults. Uh, when I drive to our church building, I drive past Scientology, the Church of Self-Realization, mm. a tarot card reader. Mm. Uh, you go down the street from there, there's the Temple of Intuition. Uh, so there's just a lot of mm. a lot of spirituality around here, um, but certainly not uh, aligned to Jesus and the way of Jesus. And so, yeah, it's, it's a different culture for sure. It's it's a lot of a lot of creatives, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know that one of the one of the things I noticed when I moved from Chicago to LA, in particular, is that uh, when I was in Chicago, I'd meet people and say, "Oh, where'd you go to school?" That would be one of my first questions because sure. everyone, you know, went to Purdue or Michigan or and you know then came to Chicago for their first job. Mm-hmm. And here, uh, I mean, we have a lot of students at UCLA and USC at our church, but. But a lot of people here aren't formally educated, and they move here to act or to sing or wow. to write. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's 
people are brilliant and very creative, but uh, less formal education. Ah, and so yeah, there, there's a lot of differences. Mm, that's helpful. Thank you. Yeah, Jeremy, uh, if you could briefly just share um, your ministry at Reality LA, uh, kind of, you know, how did it start? Why did you choose to to, uh, to plant within uh, Hollywood as well and your vision for um, your church in the community? Yeah, so I, I actually didn't plant Reality LA. Oh, okay, my mistake. Um, we, we, no, it's all right. We started in 2006. Uh, Tim Chaddock, who's a dear friend of mine, uh, came in really with a simple vision of wanting to just preach the gospel in the heart of the city mm. and stay stay in the heart of the city, proclaim the gospel boldly, and the Lord just did an amazing work. And honestly, we um, like we didn't figure out some great formula or uh, <laughs> do something great. I mean, God God chose in His sovereign mercy to do a great work and. I came along um, about seven years into the church, so in 2013, mm. and I had just finished up at Wheaton College, and the church had grown a lot here, and we were really at a stage of building up the staff, of making sure that we're not just drawing a crowd, but that we're making disciples. Mm. And so I came in and uh, really developed a lot of our theological education and uh, spiritual formation, and was then really helping Tim in doing, uh, carrying some of the weight with preaching and vision and all of that. And then um, about two and a half years into being here, Tim Chaddock really felt called to go to London and to plant there. Wow. And so we sent him off to London, and then I stepped into his position as pastor for preaching and vision, mm. and that was three and a half years ago now. And so for us, it's really been the time of of really learning to be rooted in the city, and I think in a lot of ways transitioning from being a young church plant that's riding off of a lot of momentum to being a church that is Lord willing, making disciples from generation to generation, uh, and learning how to really love the Lord and love one another and love our city well. Mm. And so that's been uh, the last several years and a lot of hard work uh, pouring into that. We we just I feel like we're moving into a new season as a church right now. We we just had the most amazing thing happen with us last year. We had an old church in Hollywood uh, join our church and give us their building. Wow. And so wow. what's so incredible wow. about this is that it's a it's a church in the heart of Hollywood that's been preaching the gospel for ninety years. Oh my and goodness. so not only not only do we inherit um, some space, some physical space where we can put down roots in the city but we're inheriting the food ministry wow. where now we serve uh, 200 meals a day to the homeless I in Los Angeles. I love it. We have a recovery program. And honestly, we're just, it's like we're stepping into this stream of this tradition yes. of proclaiming yes. the gospel in the heart of the city. Hmm. That's beautiful. I mean, we're a younger church, but to be able to inherit that story hmm. and continue it uh, is incredible. So, Los Angeles is a big city. Um, there's there's so much work to be done. There's a lot of good churches here, but we're really grateful for the way that the Lord has blessed us and positioned us. Um, and so we just want to be faithful and trust yeah. that God will bear fruit through it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You are listening to Up Next on AM 1160. My name is Noah Chung, filling in for Tommy Lee, and our guest today is Jeremy Tree, pastor for Preaching and Vision at Reality LA. And Sandy, you have the next question for Jeremy? 
Yeah, Jeremy, I was reading, uh, you read C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity, when you were in high school, senior in high school, maybe? Mm-hmm. And this really yeah. sparked a passion for you to dive deeper into theology, studying theology. Um, obviously, you pursued various degrees at higher education and, and now are in pastoral ministry. But for sort of the common uh, lay person, right, um, what what is the responsibility for every pe- for for all of us and for people sitting in the pews of your church when it comes to being in God's Word and having a knowledge of theology? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. For me, it's I think theology is really important. I think what we believe shapes the way that we live and the way that we see the world, um, and, and all of that. You know, we, when I say what we believe, I mean that's coming from a place of understanding. Our heads have to be connected to our hearts and mm-hmm. our actions and mm-hmm. all of that, but. Uh, you know, I think of First Timothy 1, where it talks about sound doctrine in accordance with the gospel. And <clears throat> what I love to say is that theology matters, and theology is really important. But theology is not an end in and of itself. Mm. Uh, the last thing that we need is more people with huge heads and shriveled up hearts, <laughs> kind of right. beating, yeah. beating people up with theology books. Yeah. Uh, what, what matters most is the gospel, but we need to have uh, a deep understanding of the gospel. We need to learn how to apply the gospel. And so we're really getting into uh, what we mean by different words and how we understand what we believe as Christians when we talk about theology. I like to define theology as what we believe about God and everything in light of God. Yeah. And so theology shapes the way we understand our work, the way we understand uh, meals, the way we understand uh, play everything that we do in life. So for me, that's that's huge. And to be God centered, uh, we have to really understand who He is. Mm-hmm. And so that is a it's a huge part of of any follower of Jesus's life. It's it's not just for people in ivory towers or in the library mm-hmm. or the seminary. Um, that that we would all grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, not, when, when we talk about the knowledge of Jesus, that it doesn't just mean knowing about Jesus, it means knowing Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yes. But to, but we got to make sure we're following the right Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think about one time I had someone come up to me and say, oh, but I don't need all this theology stuff, just give me Jesus. <laughs> and my, my question was, well, which Jesus? You know, yeah, there you go. We, because we have a tendency to make Jesus out to be who we want him to be. That's so right. is it the liberal Jesus or the conservative Jesus right. or the white Jesus or, you know, all of that. And so we have to look to the scriptures to learn who Christ is and what it means to follow him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Jeremy, we just have about a minute left before our break, but I just want to affirm in a sense, the beauty of what you're doing at Reality LA, the, the food pantry, the ministry to the homeless in a sense, it, it affirms what it, it's applied theology, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. it's where you're pouring into your people, training them, teaching them the word of God, but then you're giving them outlets to apply the theology, which is a beautiful thing. Just to really yeah, it's applied one. theology and, and its yeah. word and deed go together. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the more that you're actually proclaiming the gospel, the more it gives you a heart to care for the marginalized. Yeah. And so we, we want to hold those things together and show the fullness of God's heart for the city. Bravo, brother. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. commend awesome. you for that. Well said. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeremy. We are with Jeremy Treat, who is the pastor for Preaching and Vision at Reality LA. We'll be right back after the break. You are listening to Up Next. You can find more information, podcasts, and blogs on our website, upnext.city. It's found on upnext.city. Up Next.
You're listening to Up Next with Tommy Lee on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Well, welcome back, everyone. Tommy Lee is out for today, so it's me, Noah Chung, with Doc and Sandy talking with our guest today, Jeremy Treat, who is the pastor for Preaching and Vision at Reality LA and author of two books. And actually, this week, or within a couple of weeks, his book has already been released. Uh, it's called Seek First, How the Kingdom of God Changes Everything. Uh, and, you know, Jeremy, we would love to kind of hear from you, wh- kind of what is the, the basic uh, reason of, of why you wrote this book and some of the content that our, our readers can kind of understand and get a snippet of what uh, this book is about? Yeah, well, I think the, the key to life is to find out what matters most and to build your life around it. And when you look to Jesus, he's very clear on what matters most. He says, seek first the kingdom. And those are the first words that come out of Jesus' mouth. He, he proclaims the gospel of the kingdom, and then he spends his whole ministry talking about the kingdom and demonstrating the power of the kingdom and bringing the kingdom. And so for Jesus, he's constantly bringing us back to the kingdom of God as this major theme. And what I love about that is that the kingdom is not just another thing that you have to add to your list of all the important Christian things that you need to know about. <laughs> But it's one thing that gives meaning to everything. In other words, it gives us a master narrative to live within. It gives us a framework within which that we can see the world. And so the kingdom is this grand idea of God's reign through God's people, over God's creation, that really makes sense of our lives from, from really deep, profound things like justice and identity and community, but also to, to just really... Uh, practical things throughout the day of relationships and uh, playing basketball or spending time in the office or whatever it is. It shows uh, God's heart for for everything that He created, and really it, it keeps us from the danger of having a privatized spirituality mm-hmm. where we make Jesus the Lord of our religious compartment, mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to Jesus being King over all of who we are, and over all of creation. I mean, the idea is that God's reign begins in the human heart, but one day it will extend to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And so living in light of the kingdom Amen. is life-changing. And so in the book, I try and unpack uh, what the kingdom of God is, and then apply it to, to really important areas of life, like identity and discipleship and justice and community mm-hmm. um, and the tension that we live in with the already and the not yet of the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. That's good. Jeremy, you'd, you'd already written a, a previous book, The Crucified King, Atonement and Kingdom in Biblical Systematic Theology. How does the second book complement that, build on that? Uh, are there some things for interested listeners that they would want to glean uh, from what you initially did and now this other one that just has come out? Yeah, that's a good question. It, it's definitely a different book. Some people wonder if it's if it's kind of a popularized version of that first book, and it's not. <laughs> this book, is, Seek First, is really about uh, the kingdom of God, but I would say that there's a lot of overlap, because what I tried to show in my first book, The Crucified King, is that the kingdom and the cross are inseparable. Amen. And what I, what I discovered in my journey was that there's a lot of people who cling to the cross, and then there's a lot of people who champion the kingdom, Mm. but often those are one to the exclusion of the other. And so I tried to show in that book that the kingdom comes through the cross, Mm. and that the the cross is the greatest display of God's 
self-giving love and yes. power. It's really the power of sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. And so in, in my book, Seek First, that's definitely in there, that at the heart of the way that God brings the kingdom is through the suffering of the Messiah and through his resurrection. And then we are a cruciform people who the kingdom is often advanced through our suffering and service. So and true. so Jesus redefines greatness by service. And he draws us into a kingdom that's very different than what you would expect in this world. And so, yeah, there's a lot of overlap there. And the way I talk about the kingdom of God um, is always going to have the cross at the heart of it. Hmm. Amen, brother. You are listening to Up Next on AM 1160. Uh, my name is Noah Chung, filling in for Tommy Lee. And our guest today is Jeremy Treat, a pastor and author of a newly released book, Seek First, How the Kingdom of God Changes Everything. Sandy, you had a question for Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy, you mentioned in your book that one of the uh, chapters, I believe, is about justice and um, justice being sort of a hot topic, although we know that uh, justice is really the heart of God and, and where justice begins is with God. Um, can you share just a little bit more about that chapter and, and how that connects with the kingdom and what you wrote about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's really important because... At- we live in an age where everyone wants to talk about justice, but what do we mean by justice? And sometimes there's an assumption that uh, we all agree on what justice is, but we just got to fight for it. But you go back to all the way back to Aristotle, or you go to Harvard today and listen to Michael Sandel, and they're going to acknowledge that your, your broader narrative of the world uh, is going to shape what you mean by justice. And so, as Christians, we need to understand justice within this picture of the kingdom of God. And an important starting place for that, I mean, you mentioned it already, Sandy, is that justice is God's idea. Right. Mm-hmm. That um, with, there, there's, there's a sense today that a lot of people are being awakened to justice, mm-hmm. and it's as if, like, oh, we figured out this new thing, and we've got to go and, and start being activists for it. Yeah. But no, God is a God of justice. And he is bringing justice, and he draws us into his work. And so that, that is it's humbling in some ways. It's also really encouraging in other ways, because um, for me as an individual, I can only do so much. But when I'm drawn into a global work of the Lord, then, it, then that's really powerful. Um, so that, that is going to lead us to a really different place from the way our culture is now. Yeah which I would say is driven by moral outrage, a lot of self-righteous indignation um, that's different from appealing to the justice of God that fits into a a greater story of renewal that also reflects his character of love and mercy and wisdom. And so you're going to end up with a lot more robust and nuanced understanding of justice than, than kind of just another category that I can use to, to spew venom towards people on the other side. <laughs> no, yeah. That's so well oh, that's said. So, that's so great. Jeremy, for those that are listening, too, and I, I, I want to come back again to the cross and, and um, helping them understand the kingdom, what that means as we live our daily lives. How, so how should the cross and the kingdom impact the daily life of a believer? How, how would you answer that? Hmm. Well, I think, it, I think it reminds us that we're a part of a cross-shaped kingdom, and so we're going, we need to acknowledge the, the already and the not yet of the kingdom of God through that. Mm-hmm. So in other words, think about it like this. Jesus says, uh, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel, and then the next thing he does is call his disciples to follow me. Right. So 
to to live in the kingdom of God is to take up our crosses. Amen, brother. And so we what I what I would um, say to a person in the church who's saying, "How does this affect my life?" is right. to say, "You should expect both uh, crucifixion and resurrection. You should expect to to live a life where you're experiencing the victory of the kingdom of God." that comes in the way through the cross. Mm -hmm. And so that we actually have categories as Christians to follow Christ and to recognize that in this world we will have trouble. Yes, sir. Uh, And that that Jesus promised us that, but to take heart that he's overcome the world. And so then then we we don't resort to kind of a triumphalist narrative that Mm -hmm. because the kingdom has come, that everything should be great all the time. Right. Um, Or to like a sadistic narrative that, well, we got to take up our cross. And so all you got to do is suffer. Um, no, the kingdom has come, but it hasn't come yet in its fullness. Mm-hmm. And in between the already and the not yet, we're called to take up our cross and follow the crucified and resurrected King. Yeah. Mm. It's well said, brother. Ooh, really yes, good. definitely. It's like, Jeremy, as you mentioned, it's like living in that paradox, trying to mm-hmm. balance both. And we definitely see culture kind of swinging one way. And even within our generation now, definitely the, the resurrected life is kind of the, the popular, kind of the, what people want. Uh, so definitely appreciate your work on that. I know if Tommy was here, he'll probably ask uh, a fun question. So that <laughs> our time left. I was thinking. You know, you know, I was thinking. I want to know about food. Um, yeah, I mean, food, sports. I'm a big sports guy. And so uh-huh. quick question. Are, are you, so are you a LeBron James fan Uh-oh. or are you not? not here really? we go. Here we go. Okay, listen. Le- LeBron probably Angeles. goes to his church. You better be careful. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Watch <laughs> out. Uh, I am a Los Angeles Clippers fan. Woo! Oh, okay. so, so let me just lay that down. And I was a Clippers fan starting in 1999. Okay, the Are you century, okay. when they had they had 12 wins that season, and <laughs> that's when goodness. I became a fan. Okay, I I came to Biola uh, back then, and I was um, I, I spent a lot of my life in Seattle, and so I was yeah. a Seattle SuperSonics fan. Oh man, the back in the day, don't know, they don't know who they are. Right, <laughs> right. And then, and then when the Sonics uh, ceased to exist, I, I the Clippers moved into the number one slot. So, yeah, I, I love sports. I've spent a lot of my life playing basketball. That was all I did growing up. Um, and so, LA is a good place to be for sports. We've got we got over 10 professional sports teams here. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love it. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, with the minute that we have left, um, what's the best way for our listeners to kind of hear more about you, about uh, Reality LA, and even your um, newly released book as well? Yeah, sure. I mean, for the book, you can get it on Amazon or anywhere, wherever they sell books. We've got a, a website specifically for the book. It's seekfirstbook.com. And then, you know, for my teaching and preaching ministry, I mean, we just got a lot of our sermons up online at our, at our church website. That's realityla.com. And if you go to the resource page, there's a lot of, of resources there that are from me. But otherwise, I'm on social media, um, and I'm glad to connect with people through that. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy. You, you are listening to an episode of Up Next. Our guest was Jeremy Treat, pastor and author. We hope you can join us next week. You've been listening to Up Next with host Tommy Lee, getting to know another influential leader. To hear past episodes, visit upnext.city. That's upnext.city. Join Tommy for Up Next, Saturdays at 3.30 on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.